Hello, and welcome to the debrief. I am Sergio, your handler, and with me is Mayday Roleplay. Uh, we are so excited to be here discussing with you guys the first arc of our Delta Green campaign titled Doomed to Repeat. Uh, we'll talk about how we got started as a group. Uh, you'll get to know the agents better, and we'll have a very special section on how to shear sheep. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot to cover. Uh, there are 11 episodes in the span of this first arc. So in this episode, we're going to discuss everything up until the start of Reverberations, our historical scenario. So that's episodes zero to three-ish. Uh, if you haven't listened yet, uh, you may want to step out because there are going to be spoilers abound and really none of what we're going to talk about is going to make any sense to you. Uh, but if you've not heard the episodes, you are in luck because they are available to listen uh, on any platform that you listen to podcasts. So uh, listen to it, then you can come back, and then you can hear all the juicy details. Um, so we've collected questions submitted from folks on Instagram, Twitter, our Patreon Discord, and we've come up with a few ourselves to ask each other. Uh, if you... Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, if you asked a question and <laughs> it doesn't on, come up... Sorry, oh. I'm, I'm, I, I nearly had it. I nearly got to the no, end. No, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you asked a question and it doesn't come up, it's probably being saved for another episode. Uh, we'll also be looking out for questions from you during this stream. So if you think of a good one while watching, drop it in the chat and we'll answer it probably on the next episode. I, we, should have, we should mention that this is not live. Yes, this is yeah. not live. <laughs> We're Hopefully. figuring our, our shit out. Hopefully. So. Where is it? <laughs> Who knows? Joel is in a oh. Caleb, We're, we're probably all in the chat right now. <laughs> that's true. Oh, we're totally spying. So I think that's everything I need to go over. I think what we should do is pass it off to Caleb, also known as Agent Merritt, for our first couple of questions. Uh, absolutely. I just first wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening at home and, and for this experience so far. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better first few months doing this. Um, the first question that we're going to have tonight, guys, comes from Instagram. It's from Megan. And it's a pretty simple one that I thought we could uh, take a dive into and, and uh, answer in depth. Um, it's where did the name Mayday Roleplay come from? Um, I, I mean, I think... Uh, we we can all speak that it came from some shared uh i don't know uh i don't know if you'd call it shared trauma or shared experience I whatever it is i would i would, I would. <laughs> but, um, we were we were a part of a, a project that fell through unfortunately that was looking to do a lot of what we're doing here which is you know actual play content that tried to have a message tried to be as cinematic as possible and, and tried to accomplish a lot Unfortunately, that fell through, um, but we found that in the pieces there, I mean, all of us gelled really well together. We all wanted the same things, and we all had the same belief over what had happened in the situation, and, and so we all came together, and um, well, the old project was called uh, SOS, which is a common emergency call and everything like that, so we just pivoted. We had a name vote, a long series of uh, votes on names so, that we'll probably dive into in a second here. And so many names. eventually we thought, well, we'll just spin it on its head and go with that same idea of helping people and saving the day. And, you know, instead of SOS, we went with Mayday. I also feel like it doesn't help that we're like 
the most chaotic group of motherfuckers <laughs> there are. And so it's well, like, okay, we need help. We need we need help yeah. from ourselves now, please. Oh yeah, definitely exactly. dual purpose. It's never quite sure who needs the help. Wait, and... we need help from ourselves though, which implies that we're just in like this constant downward spiral. Well, yes, correct. That's very correct. Correct. And that's usually when you're yelling mayday, mayday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. We're piloting a crashing plane. Ew. That's, that's, that's spoiler. For a future debrief. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. Oh, 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 Spoiling you for that. Uh, but I thought it might be fun for all of us to take a look at this old, like, shitty Excel sheet that we put together. Oh, what, what, are, what are some of the highlights? July. This was one like of the highlights. Is right here, oh. second option we ever came up with is look at us. We're role playing. <laughs> that was not me. That was that, that was, was Caleb. Oh, that was you? Yeah, oh, no. Caleb. I think. I don't know. Actually. I think it was Zach. I'm yeah. almost positive it was Zach. We were spitballing. We were trying to get him out. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, moderate role another... play. That's a good one. Moderate, moderate role play. It's a safe spot. So, to the point. It's just a yeah. lie. It's just a lie. Yeah, I feel like there's some other ones there that like <laughs> web friends. Web friends is my favorite. Oh, web friends. Great. <laughs> yeah, almost one, didn't it? Didn't oh, was like this close. I mean, yeah. that was, was up there. That was at the time when we'd like all met in person three. once. And we have not met in person is, at once ever, Aaron. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> web friends came from a joke off of Webkins because we we put up here that a possibility was Neopets to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Which, oh, fantastic. Another I so good don't one. Remember uh, this Wiz stuff. with a Z because Diana Ross deserves it. <laughs> Thank you. That yes. one was. <laughs> Low Wiz. Wait, yeah. wait See, that that was the whole name? Low Wiz yep, was the, the whole thing. Yeah. Low Wiz with a Z because Diana Ross deserves it. I'm <laughs> Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. I feel like we okay. just made we a use... Oh sorry. Go ahead. No, I yeah, just feel like good. we made a like terrible names just so that we could just say, put there, Mayday like forward a, as the we name. Did. I really do so think true. that we all collectively agreed, but we didn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Equally yeah. bad names up. Yeah, I think um, we could meditate on like the conceptual strength of Jeff as a partner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> could have been that could have been some whole entity. Yeah. yeah or like a, we are all gay in capital letters. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> that was some of us were one. against that one. <laughs> yeah, this was literally so just not, us circling the drain fine. until we finally landed on yeah. We came up with Mayday first, right? Shortly like, after, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like we need to brainstorm. Well, it, was, it was funny because when we took this vote, we had already named the Google Drive Mayday, Mayday Roleplay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were already it was sort done. of done. Yeah. Classic, like, uh, classic tabletop overthinking. Wasn't that also the day that we sat down for like four hours and just took care of like all the trademark shit. Yeah, and, that was yeah, the day yeah. we. <laughs> that was the same day that we paid to be friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I think we were a little punchy yes, at that we point. We did. There's also we are not a funny group. We are like another great. One. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't remember what? them being this bad. I remember them being a little bit better. They're bad. No, They're you know what? Bad. There were some Three good ones. Everything else was shit. Look, at the low time. wisdom is a great, great one. I, I thought low wisdom was right up there, and hope throws is. I'm uh, yes. still, I'm still an advocate for hope thoughts. I was gonna say spinoff. Hope thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We also had well, uh, extemporaneous contingency. I'm just oh. afraid of how complex that is unnecessarily. Yeah. See, I don't even think I could say that. No one. I don't. 
the thing is, I think we liked that one for a period. I remember being shocked that we were about that one. Like, holy shit, there's no way anybody's going to listen to this shit. They can't say it. This is a result of of thesaurus.com deep diving, and I can't remember what the original words were. But oh, that's man. how we got there. It was oh, I think it was improv group. I think you literally typed in improv group into a thesaurus, and we got extemporaneous contingency. And didn't they also try to like use all of the letters of our names in some way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that was <laughs> too many A's and boy band. Yeah, I think I think we beat this uh, this name thing. Uh, we can move, yeah, we can move. On. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would be okay. Happy to reminisce about names forever. So, um, I thought. You know, we, we're coming off names saying we're going into some more fun territory. I thought, let's continue this vibe here. I want to know, you guys can play any other perennial agent besides your own. And this counts for Sergio, too. Uh, who do you play in in uh, perennial if you're not playing yourselves? Oh, man. All right, let's, let's go in, like, alphabetical order. So, uh, yeah, Aaron there and... first? Sure. You know, honestly... Gotta go with merit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too wild. That's too oh, I would love to see it. Interesting. It's frankly interesting it. that you like, made that right choice. I think I just like if I huh. had to do if I had to do someone other than Sam L, I I just gotta go polar opposite. Yeah, otherwise, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Oh, I'm honored. Also, that's I enjoy great. I enjoy kicking my own ass. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, oh frick. I think I think it'd be Hyde because I think oh. I really want to play I think my I have a whole thing about pilots being like super attractive. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like why am I not pilot. surprised by that? Uh, you shouldn't be honestly. Are you like takes a lot really of skill? Into- you really into keys too? Like anybody with a key no, ring? Like, a lot of keys. Like, collections. Like Captain Marvel and like Poe Dameron. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, all right. I want to be a pilot. I want to be cool and hot. <laughs> Plus, Hyde's like a badass, and I like Hyde even even though. Oh, we do have you? Our oh, do you? Well, I, I like Hyde. <laughs> Maybe Tuck doesn't right now. That's <laughs> true. Brand. Okay. Yeah, that's, for, um, that's for debrief number three. <laughs> if I had to choose another agent to play. Yeah, I could not do any justice, but I, I I just think Warp is adorable. (laughs) And I gotta say, I I would never, I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not gonna deny, I would totally wreck that character or that role. So there's only Zakia who can do justice. (laughs) No, no spoilers. Don't worry about it. But. Hey, I mean, if we're going to do spoilers, this is the show to do it, so. Yeah, yeah. She wrecked herself. I mean, if you haven't haven't listened to the whole arc, why why would you be watching this? I don't think I'm saying anything bad. I'm just saying I could (laughs) not do justice, but Warp is amazing, Mm -hmm. and if I could, I would be Mm. Warp. Appreciate that. You know what? I, I think I'd go... It was really hard for me because I was thinking of it while I was writing the question. And originally I was going to say warp, but I'm in the same vein as Amanda. I don't think I could knock it out of the park like Zach has been doing. I, I don't know that I could find the complexity to it. So I, I definitely dig into Tuck, I think. I think Tuck has a lot of uh, internal struggle that I, I really resonate with. And she, she, uh, I mean, they have so much 
prior history in the game itself would be so much fun to play with those circumstances i think and you and the two of you instantly had an interesting relationship i think tuck and merit um just kind of gelled as a good you know a to z between the two of you exactly and they're so hot and cold so Mm -hmm. far i mean at times they they're so easy to work with each other when when the, the heat is on but as soon as that pressure releases, they realize yeah. just how different they are again. And man, it's fucking gone. They're screaming in hotel lobbies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I'd probably be a Boomer just because Boomer has the same energy that I have in terms of like sarcasm and bite. So I'm, I'm willing mm-hmm. to jump down on that shit. <laughs> Plus I was old. But the only thing though is that I would take care of my fiance. I would text <gasps> first of all. Okay. I didn't want to say this because we were giving you compliments, but I have some issues with I mean we can go about this all day. Oh man. Oh I would have been given set up. The, the, the debrief was really good until Eli and Amanda just started fighting each other over Zoom. <laughs> roasting each other fictional girlfriends man you know asking me to choose which agent i would play is like asking me to choose which child which of my children i would want to inhabit (laughs) who is it who is it it? i think you're lying if you say you don't have one I'm, i'm not saying that i don't feel kind of the pull from one more than the other sometimes i really find everybody so fascinating i think i have to approach this question with who do I feel like I, I probably am the most? And I feel like I'm Tuck the most because Merit would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> but Tuck, and I feel like I have Merit's headspace a lot of times in the way I try to solve problems. But Tuck is the most trying to balance things. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, there's just something about their... their um, there's something very Captain America-esque about uh, yeah. Tuck. So I, I really kind <laughs> I of just, just just like that that character. Um, but that that's that's just me trying to think of who, who I feel like I am the closest to as a who person. Can. Yeah. You know what? You're totally right, though, because Tuck is sort of violently against all odds, trying to drag us all back together from either side. Like, that's our median point, I think. And that's true. You're right, Merit has no balance whatsoever. The fucker's tipping over wherever he goes. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, I think I would, I was gonna say Tuck first, um, but I think it would be really fun to play Samuel because I think what, oh, that, what that, you- That makes me scared for you, Zakia. <laughs> 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 choices that you make it's like walking into a room and seeing a tiger and thinking i'm gonna stand on the opposite side of the room of the tiger and that's what most people do Samuel's not ever do that and that would be really fun to make that choice to like jump on the tiger every time I yeah think that's that would be really cool you know something worth bringing up about samael and the way aaron plays him is you know handlers in Delta Green often complain about the fact that players are so afraid to touch anything or or read anything or you know they don't want to lose their precious sanity and so it's so refreshing at least it seems like a lot of the listeners have have mentioned it's very refreshing to have a character who is willing to take the drug and to push the buttons and to touch the crystals Jump into Almost the against her. Oh all my god! Odds. I remember that. Oh, oh my god! Oh, anxiety yeah. with you. But as we yeah, will come it. to get to know uh, uh, Samael in, in future arcs, I think it's actually very justified. 
Oh, yeah. I'm psyched to see what that was. That's a That's going to be a, a huge part of arc two for me, I think, is trying to figure out all of your people's secrets. You know? <laughs> that, I think that's where the whole let's meet Tuck's wife thing comes you're from. Never, like, you're never. Oh, going let's, to let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So I believe, Kayla, you have another question? I, I do, but just the idea of getting to know you guys, that's a big part of arc two for me, I think. Yes. Um, Sergio, on average, what percentage of evidence does perennial, perennial casually walk past without discovering? And do you see that percentage changing in arc two? It's not so much that you walk past evidence. It's oh, that, that we hear it and say nothing. Yeah, and nothing. yeah. I mean, look, Here's why I really like Delta Green, because Delta Green tells you the handler, like, look, don't assume your players are professional at anything. They're, they're not FBI agents. They're not trained assassins. They don't always know how to go about doing things. And the game explicitly says, look, if there's a piece of evidence that, that, that implies something or that suggests something, just tell them. And so that's kind of how I approached a lot of the evidence. So you guys never... Um, kind of, you, you never thought less of, of something that I thought that you needed to think of it. Um, but I think so often we would finish a session and then all of the realizations would come. Oh, oh you know, that that, remind, that was this and that connected to this. You know, that, that would always come after the game was over, uh, yes. much to my chagrin, but we will hopefully uh, improve upon that. Uh, it's just, I, I get it, because when you guys are in the moment, you're just doing your thing and it's just, there's a lot to absorb. There's a lot of info. And I also like that we always forget all of the epiphanies we've had like post game. <laughs> By the next game, we're like, okay, yeah. we got all this stuff. We know all these things, and then next game comes, and we're like, mm, fuck if I know. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Or we'd like tell each other stuff. We're like, this this game, we're gonna be working as a team. We're gonna do it right. We're we're, we're gonna really bring it all together, Absolutely and then not. fuck all. <laughs> yeah. I think at the when we taped the last one, and I remember when we wrapped up and we were just chatting. In the 30 minutes, we were all just saying stuff and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And we were literally solving it all. And I could see Sergio, like, can he, like I could see your face and you're like, yeah, they didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Ooh, that's a good point for next season. You're yeah. like, oh, I mean, it was especially hard after the historical session because, mm. spoilers, we were all fucking dead. We couldn't do anything about it. Not at all. We'd solved all this. Not at all. Uh, I, I will say one thing. I mean, there are items in your possession currently that you guys don't fully understand. Uh, Great. Yeah, cool. Of course. Good to hear. Just, just to hear. requires you to sit down and look at it. That's all. But, you have to check Samuel's pockets. Can I smoke them? I was going to say. Hey, it's, it's, you can smoke no. anything if you try hard enough. Try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Caleb, that's all of them? You got any more? Uh, I have one more, but I'm cool to move on if you guys want to move on. I'm cool either way. Okay. Uh, Aaron, th this one's to you. Uh -oh. This will be my last one. Uh, I know I had some trepidation when creating a character that I knew would inspire controversy with merit. Uh, were you thinking some of the same when you when you came to conceptualizing Samael, or was it just balls to the wall? I'm going to no. do what I want. <laughs> no, I no? I like chaos. 
Mm-hmm. I like chaos. my job is to cause chaos, and I, I caused chaos. That was that was always the plan. <laughs> I think it's a real testament to the way you play, Aaron. That like it could have easily tipped the scales to either way, but a lot. I mean, a huge majority loved Samuel and all about the character and want to know more about. I him, will. So. I did not set out to make people like me. I will. I will say that. <laughs> I, I honestly think in any other group. With any other game, I think Aaron would be considered that guy. But it it, it, mm-hmm. it just works so well in this group, and oh, I wow. think that we trust each other enough that I'm not I'm surprised by the choices sometimes Aaron makes. But we're not caught off guard because we I, I, I don't know how it's happened, but we've just come to really trust each other in that way. So so Aaron is is a yeah. pleasure to have at the table. And it's so, I mean, so much of the first three episodes that we're talking about this session are affected by Samael's actions. And it never feels forced. It never yeah. feels like he's wasting anybody's time. It always brings about an interesting effect uh, to the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in that moment where I decided to do, the, to do the contraband search, part of that is because I knew whatever craziness came up on the other side, me and Aaron could sort of manage it in in the moment together. And I think that's a huge uh, big ups to Aaron and the way that he plays, because never do I feel like going into those scenes like, oh, we're going to lose the lead or, or we're going to bury it or whatever. I always feel safe to do fucked up shit with him, which is a, a testament. Yeah. I will say I didn't expect that. Didn't I didn't, expect what? I didn't expect my bag to get searched. <laughs> that was not that was not on my that was not on my uh, my itemized list of, of agenda items. <laughs> but uh <laughs> All right, so Amanda, you got any questions for us? Yes. Okay, so uh I think I actually have two from uh, uh one from Daphne on Instagram. What is something you wish you could tell about your character instead of, instead of having to show it? So oh. I'll go first and you guys can think about it really quick. I wish, actually, let me go last. All right. I didn't realize we had that option. Amanda, that's not a lot of help. In fact, that's worse than just telling us to go first. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, I wish that I could. I wish I could, like, show that Boomer's not always so angry <laughs> or frustrated because they're actually very, in my opinion, they're funny. They're driven, but they're more funny and relaxed in their element. Right. Having said that, certain people stress them the F out and don't get shit together or act like security when they're supposed to act like security and have the computer tech go and do the murder. But well, you said you wanted to do you that. Volunteered. I, hey, I hey, said hey, no. you got out of the car. <laughs> yeah, that was all your choice. You, really. you didn't have to get out of the car. You know what, Boomer? I, still, I agree. <laughs> Boomer. Where was Stevenson standing at the cabin? Ooh, you know Wait, what, what, Eli? I agree. <laughs> It'll be five years from now, and I'll still always bring that up just to just so also still call you out. So Boomer's kind of like a really like an actually like one of those people that are like really cool, but you're just catching them like on the worst day ever of their life. It's kind of like that because it's also it's like they want to go home. They don't want to deal with this, and I 
I do. Uh, there's a piece of backstory that I think because we have a one shot that we did way back when that actually ties Boomer. So it, it's actually Boomer has probably not the best uh, uh, viewpoint of the program because yeah. of how it affects them personally. So that's where that bias kind of comes in. So yeah. who's next? Allegra? Oh, fucking. Uh-huh. I would, I wish, hmm, I wish I could tell that Tuck, like, I feel like Tuck really wants to be, like, a part of the chaos and wants to, like, be a more active, like, I want to actively go after things, I want to actively do things, but I think they feel like they have to keep it all, like, locked down because there is so much, like, disparate, like, I guess disparate energy and like energy going off in all directions. Like they feel like they just have to like dome it and keep it all contained to be like, okay, uh, I have to keep this all together because everyone else is going in different directions. But I think like Tuck's, Tuck's got like a little bit of a chaotic streak in her. And that comes from your backstory as well. Like, yeah, it, it, you know, I, it, it, we'll get, go into it in more detail, but Tuck is definitely at a point in their life where they are trying to have their cake and eat it too, kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like trying to keep up with their wife and like, just trying to like, trying to keep everything in order when there's a lot, like a little like voice in the back of the head. It's like, ah, you could just do a thing. You could just go off and like, just do it yourself. But like, she knows she can't. Mm. Uh, Amanda went Allegra, Aaron. Oh, um, shit. I had all that time to think. Uh, what is something you wish you could tell about your... Um, I guess it's just that, like, you know, I think Sabel has... I think it's probably mostly just a product of, like, the environment he's in, but, like, you see him in in one light. When the reality is that Samael, he doesn't just have a like a split life. He he has a he has a triple life going on. That's how that's how convoluted like uh, of of a life that he leads. I mean, one one part of him is this weird secret agent researcher guy. One part of him is like a model like Jesuit priest. The other the other part of him is you know this after dark drug huffing party going. Uh, kind of kind of guy and i think that you know like the predominant part of his life is is definitely more of like the okay i'm i'm fundamentally a good person that you know does work to try to help people and and build them up um he he does gen generally you know care about people and trying to make their lives better um i think in in kind of the more you know delta green program uh kind of the more underground part of his life you don't get to see a lot of that you get mo- more of kind of like the you know like, like it's easy to see him in that sense and think okay this guy's just an asshole um and i i wish that i i could find a way of kind of projecting that that other part of him in better he's w- w- what i love about him is he takes the you know the doctrine of you know you slap me on my cheek and i'll turn the other one and, and it disarms the other agents you know it's hard to stay mad too long with samuel because he's willing to let you kill him if if you want to you know yeah and he he almost did yeah. <laughs> yeah. next eli don't don't give me those eyes amanda you don't i had to think which you. time <laughs> in, the, in the tank i think he's talking about right could be who's to say could have been in the tank could have been in the airplane yeah 
Who knows? Oh yeah, I get. Oh, that's. True. Oh. See, there's so many moments. It's hard to pick. Or <laughs> sacrificial priest. Like that. There's so many like moments that that could have like come across, and it yeah. just like we don't we don't get to see it because it's not like the realm he's living in right now. I think it's cool. No. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so much I think about all of us that we've gone through to layer behind the things that we're saying and doing that I don't think is a present in a lot of tables and it's the huge enjoyment for me when I sit down is like trying to figure out what Aaron is doing behind what he's doing to us. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that goes for all the characters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that blanketed completely. And I can't wait for, you know, down the line, if we live, uh, getting to see that Correct. payoff and, and knowing, you know, well, now I can trace back every decision we've all made. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, like? what what about you? Uh, pff, fuck. Um, I think one thing I would want to show about Hyde would be more of like her shitty side, because Hyde's got a lot of shit. <laughs> Hyde, like, I feel like Hyde's been really restrained through this whole first arc and been trying to like dodge bullets or like help out. But, like, there's residual things on the back end that none of you guys know yet <laughs> that uh, you will find out soon, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have a feeling uh, that Hyde's got as many skeletons as the rest of us easy. And Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone, Merritt has the biggest closet of skeletons. Okay. Oh, well, maybe know, maybe fashion wardrobe. Merritt is <laughs> no. extremely is surface opera. level, I promise you. <laughs> Bruh, you got a child somewhere. That's it will shock there's just you, something off. Shock you how surface level Merritt is, I promise. Oof. Oof. Give it time. You'll see he's just as fucked up on the outside as the inside. Caleb, what about you? For me, I think it is that, you know, Merritt does not have any ill will towards perennial whatsoever. And in fact, it's hard to see, but from the get-go, my idea was that this is a person who loves the people he's around but has no idea how to show it. I mean, what I'd like to, you know, tell them show is that Merritt's like a puppy, dude. He hasn't been house trained. He doesn't know how to, uh, where to put his energy and he's been taught the wrong things. And so he does the wrong things. And he socially just has no idea how to tell the people he cares about that he cares about them. And so it comes, it comes way less from a point of I'm here to manage you. I'm here because you're an idiot. I'm here because you're incompetent. Way more of, I've been told this is the way you're supposed to act in life. And so like a robot, I'm going to act that way, you know? Which I think is a lot of what we've been saying here is like, mm -hmm. we want to tell about the trauma, but you know, it, it's a hard thing to, you know, yeah. push outwards. Zakia? Oh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, there's a lot of the same, um, Caleb, what you said is that there's a lot of new things that Warp is experiencing and she wants to like feel all of those emotions. Like she's, she's probably showing maybe like 10 to 15% of all of the emotions that she can. And like, I'm, I'm excited to show more on both sides. Yeah. Like I, there's a lot that she can celebrate, but I also like as far as negative emotions go, it's mostly just been fear, but like rage, huh? So I think that'll be, I think that's one thing that I wish um, I could show more 
you know what that's one thing i've been thinking about zach is like a big reason why we all sort of swarm around warp is that so far there's no negative association like the rest of us all have something to gripe on the other for doing and so far warp has been the person we've been protecting from that outside source because so far she's just been the source of positivity right so that's what i was thinking too is like what happens in arc two when you know that snaps because obviously we're going to see some tension and and everyone gets a view at what people are like when they're actually you know feeling something and breaking down and, and we can't we can't simplify them to one feeling you know uh, i think that'll be really interesting to explore yeah the perennial agents really haven't lost that much sanity comparatively you know uh they uh i don't think anyone's re- well people have reached their breaking point but no one's gotten temporarily insane i don't think I mean, yeah. Warp came in with not a lot left. Yeah, her name. <laughs> with... She's... yeah I don't think anyone's nope. gone temporarily insane yet. What, what... She's got about a quarter worth. Yeah. That was a okay. huge, huge moment to find out coming out of that, and you casually yeah. dropping it to us. That was big. Like, I had no idea you were that close. It was crazy. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you till Sergio acts at the end. Oh. Mm. I was just going to find out. Amanda, do uh, you have any other questions? I do. Um, I believe this is more towards you Sergio but I'm sure everyone else can elaborate can you elaborate on the concept behind the campaign and why do the historical scenarios um sorry I read that wrong and what uh excited the players most about the historical scenarios okay I'll I'll start but I think everybody can definitely be involved in this question oh yeah because we all you know I basically pitched the idea to you guys and you all you know agreed to do it and, and all had your own reasons as to why I think you found it interesting um, I, so when the pandemic started, I picked up Delta Green. I started listening to uh, podcasts like Black Project Gaming and stuff. And I just kind of fell in love with the system. I liked how simple it was. It was a simpler version of Call of Cthulhu, but it was super lethal and, and very evocative. Like I started reading the scenarios and I was just stunned at how well written they were. And there was, as I started to read the, the Handler's Guide, I realized there's so much lore And what's cool specifically about the lore is that the lore came about from the creators of the game playing the game. They would write scenarios, they would, you know, write short stories and fiction and and this incredibly deep and almost century long lore of this group called Delta Green kind of came about. And I really liked that about it. And I wanted to do a game since we were going to be streaming or excuse me, since we were going to be doing a podcast. I wanted to do something that was like, that would narratively kind of grab you. And and obviously as players, you know, like finding things out, finding clues, finding out the dirty history of the group that you work for, I, I just thought was really evocative. And um, when I thought of that idea and I thought in conjunction with it of kind of whenever possible fitting in historical scenarios, something about that made me I knew immediately that you guys were going to like that. I, I, you know, you were going to like the aspect of playing different characters, etc., um, and just kind of the the chance to show more about Delta Green that you don't often get a chance to see. That was at least my reasoning behind what, trying to do it. Yeah, it was super cool when you pitched it to us. Just like the the concept of like. And then we're gonna, and then one week you're just gonna be someone else. Yeah. And that, like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like that never happens in games, unless you're like, unless your PC's dead, you you stay like a consistent one singular person, and that's that's really fun too. But like the fact that you were like, yeah, and then one week you're gonna be someone from the 1980s for like three weeks, and mm-hmm. then you'll come back and be, you know, Agent 
warp or whatever. Especially so, in especially in stuff, you know, in shows like this. I mean, there's not there, to my knowledge, there aren't really any others where you have people switching characters up as as much as as we are. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I think that's probably one of the things that's going to be more of, uh, I mean, that's something that, that I think is going to define us going forward is that like, unlike some of the other, you know, platforms out there that do similar things, you know, they have one character that they run with for years and years and years, and we're switching every few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's also kind of nice because we get to come back to, come yeah. back to like a yeah. home base of yeah. like our perennial characters. I, I could really get the sense that you guys enjoyed coming back to the perennial yeah. agents after being away from them. Because so much had happened in just, you know, four episodes. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing is like, it's not, it's not a time travel show. Mm-hmm. Only, I guess only for us, it's time travel. Yeah. And it, it, what makes it terrifying is like in time travel media, there's like the understanding that if you fuck with the timeline too much, there will be consequences for it later. We've eliminated the possibility of all of our players ever <laughs> acknowledging that. So they just fuck with the timeline ceaselessly. Yeah. And it's so good yeah. and so fun. And you know what? I, I think it solves a lot of the issues that comes with playing games like Call of Cthulhu and Delta Green long term. Because you do see character death and tragedy and trauma and retiring someone a lot. And so these historical scenarios give us a chance to let our our main show prosper for a little bit longer in their uncovering these people who were lost to time. And I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, when you came to me and you pitched those three concepts of what we might do for the Delta Green campaign, this one hit me immediately because, well, it was exploring a part of the lore I had never heard of when it came to Delta Green, you know, the stuff that was lost to time. And it was melding the sort of what Call of Cthulhu does and what Delta Green does and allowing us to write our own lore our own history for the people that we're actually playing and that was super interesting to think that you know something oliver could do could change the way that merit acts you know 40 years later uh it's always super cool to to think of the possibilities of how you're going to affect your own game that way that was kind of an unexpected consequence of of the historical scenarios is you your your perennial agents very much reflected on on what happened and what you could learn. And I, I wasn't really thinking that that's something you guys would gain from it. I thought, you know, the, the perennial agents would be so focused on the details of the, the case or whatever. It was refreshing to see you also kind of taken aback, uh, especially with what had happened to perennial up to that point. Yeah. I also yeah, like absolutely. that we can, we can like, what was I saying? Like the, like the idea that I can have like Rose knowledge in the back of my head and it just sits there and like, maybe Tuck knows it, maybe Tuck doesn't. But like I still know it, so mm-hmm. it's. I think that's yeah. like a really like stressful but fun <laughs> like extra knowledge to have back there. Like eh, Rose would know this, would Tuck, and then I have to think about like, okay, would she have read this? Would she have like found this? Yeah. Nope, Tuck doesn't know it. Great, <laughs> it's just awesome. useless knowledge for me. There's, there's also that like brand new perspective to characters that we once knew intimately. Like Fluke was the bane of Oliver's existence. And now for Merit, it's this what not to do, what not to become guide. And that was that was really interesting. Yeah, and so we've become yeah. like legends to ourselves in our own rights. And that's just exceptional to consider going forward in arc two, you know, how is the stuff we did yesterday going to change what we do tomorrow? Yeah. What else, Amanda? Uh, that's it for the uh, questions from social media. I have a couple, though. So, 
Hmm. Okay, I know this was kind of asked to you earlier, Serge, but I'm going to elaborate. Was there a time that we really derailed your plan? <laughs> like, just straight up. Like, I'll be honest like, with oh. you, I did not begin episode one with the plan at all of having a neighbor pull up and, and witness whatever was going on. Yeah. The, yeah. the only reason that happened is because I'm, I'm sitting there listening to you guys, you know, dragging this rotting corpse and, and laying gasoline down. And, and you, you've literally just unloaded like two clips uh, yeah. uh, into yeah. this body. And I'm just thinking, there's no way somebody doesn't just pull up and check and see what the hell's going on. And yeah. that, of course, just took us down a whole, I mean, literally like half an episode to kind of get over. Um, with lasting consequences. Yeah, with la so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, so you're saying you derailed us? <laughs> you <go>. you <laughs> derailed your own plan. I mean, I, I, I warned you guys, I warned you that mistakes would have consequences and, and yeah, firing oh off a bunch of bullets. Yeah, but like, not well, that's not so a part. It doesn't have to be in a game, sir. We don't need consequences. <laughs> we we wouldn't like, have our listeners, I think, if I was just like, ah, they're oh. fine. Well, that's, that's the funny thing is I think everything that happened at that trailer sort of defined the group like following that we all had pretty defined uh, understandings of each other and and how we were going to look oh at perennial moving forward even i think some of like the most revealing like character pieces that came up were just in in the car ride back oh, from that yeah, happening yeah, yeah. And, and you know the other thing i wasn't planning was for you guys to follow through with murdering the stevensons i i thought <laughs> Uh, you know, the guy didn't really see much. He saw the car. He saw some Latin-looking women, as I constantly say that everyone describes uh, uh, these, the, the, the women that he saw. Uh, but uh, I don't think um, I, I don't think it. I don't think much would have really come of it in the long run if you had just left. But you decided yeah. to to take him out. <laughs> I love this news now. There was another I had justified in my mind, uh, you know, what what could the guy really say? He probably wouldn't have gotten the license plate. Um nope. so, but so, you and we just we we just go from zero to murder. Yeah. I love yeah. how that's our default response. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think, I, think it's I feel a little <laughs> Hold on. I'm a, I need to process that. I'm a little kind of like not in a I was told to protect research and the program at all costs. Yeah. At, at all costs. Yeah. Do not don't start that's with what, me. That's what that's what Mallory told us at the end of it. Yeah. You know? I mean maybe fuck? you guys no, did the right no, thing. No, I'm not an no. FBI agent. I'm not a professional uh, you know. I'm not an FBI agent. Time out. Hold on. We know for a fact. We know for a fact how this game goes. You leave one little thing because hold on. Wasn't there not, I don't know, a dead dog that no one, everyone just walked yeah, past. And, and don't you dare tell me that everything. didn't come back and bite us all in the yeah. ass. So well, how do we not, not know yet. Marlene would have <laughs> yeah. not just, no, Marlene would have went, would have went to that fucking guy, would have murked the whole family. At least in our version, the kids so are alive elsewhere. We're the heroes. We're the heroes. Weirdest justification for Action. You're right. We did do the right thing, guys. More or <laughs> twice the amount of Marlene would have killed them. Too. Marlene was right there. She would have murked them all. As far as I'm concerned, at least the two kids are in a safe space somewhere else. Well, I, oh God! I, I think I'm gonna let you believe that. I'm gonna let you believe goes. that, there, Boomer. You know what? You, <laughs> 
You can't judge Padre. <laughs> you cannot judge Padre. Padre. All right, what, what else, Amanda? <laughs> yes, okay. We have to keep ourselves we'll up. get there. We'll get to the sheep farm. Uh, I have two questions, and I'll just wrap it up. For everybody, because we're on the theme of murder. Oh, sorry. I like that. That was good. Do you think, and all honestly, could your character t uh, murder everyone in the group? Could they do that? No. Absolutely not. Talk. No. <laughs> I don't think Sam L has it in him to kill anybody. Yes. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's yes. the only thing I agree with. Right? There. Like Hyde could definitely kill all of us. I don't think Merritt yeah, just crash the plane. Merritt would fucking die. I don't even think he could pull. Uh, you know, get himself to pull the trigger once. So. Oh, what that? No, I I disagree with that statement. Really? I think Merritt. You think? I think Merritt. I think Merritt will be fully prepared to kill people very soon. I think he's. I think he's on the walk. I think he. he I think I he know. used to, but he would hesitate, and that hesitation would probably be. Bad. That's what I'm saying. Is I I think he would hesitate. I mean, he yeah. didn't hesitate with the trailer because he understood the stakes of what happens if we get caught. I mean, he's been coded and coded again of what happens when the program cannot uh, help you, cannot defend you, and, you know, what happens to your people. But with you guys, it's different. There's no there's no stakes in killing you unless someone's told them and explicitly has to happen. Even then, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's the puppy thing. It, it all comes down to loyalty with him. I, I don't know that he could yeah. kill you guys unless he, you know, failed a bunch of sanity checks. <laughs> We'll get there. What about you, Zach? <laughs> Zakia? <Chris>. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Probably probably the first one, yeah. Uh, Any more, Amanda? And it's yes for Boomer, by the way. No, she's not. Yeah, yeah, Boomer, yes. yes. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Even me? That Actually, okay, uh, wait, 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 can I read, uh, no, 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 if anyone would, Tuck would be the one probably I would let go. Hold on a second. Yeah. What the fuck? And we're going to ask the last That's question. The question. That's your question. You crafted, you can't, you can't draw a door out of so, your own question. <laughs> what about all the last times question. we have? Are we talking about the circumstance of like, could we emotionally bring ourselves to kill all of us? Or are we talking like emotionally and physically get through all of us oh i thought it was just i'll say this take him out yeah i would hesitate with tuck but everyone else fucking i love that <laughs> i love that Boomer. our friendship is over no 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 jot that but shit you, down you do no. actually make her i'll say this you guys are really funny to her especially <laughs> samuel do you think that's cool. like, this oh that's good <laughs> samuel is good for a laugh yeah really funny this is actually for zakia obviously zakia i have a question for you yeah what is warp's real honest opinion on of everybody <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wow. This just turned into like truth or dare or some shit right now. Like, it did. What do you think? Oh no! Do you like anybody in the grip? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, let me let me see without. Oh man. Okay, she likes everybody. I'll say that. Um, What's the opinion? I want individual characters. I think um, Boomer and Tuck are super confusing because they have. Uh, in her words, humans that frequently contact them, and that seems dangerous. Uh, but like, cool. Uh, also, Tuck 
uh, stopped Warp from doing something very stupid in the early episodes. So that's like helpful. <laughs> that's like got you, good. Um, Hyde is terrifying, but also like I think Warp interprets Hyde's relationship with Keys differently. <laughs> And maybe what it is. I think it's just like I really like skis. Like, cool. That's, that's cool. Over. It's it's not that she likes to drive. Maybe like I'll get her a key. She likes skis. Yeah, oh. we'll get you another key. So, so Warp just um, thinks that Hyde has like a hyper fixation on keys. Right. Oh wow. And we'll help because who is his key to talk shit about? Yeah, yeah. It's like we'll get you a key when we it's pull over, sweet. dude. You're gonna get Hyde those little commemorative souvenir keychains with the like names on them. You are gonna. Every state we go to, please. Oh, you're gonna get so a key adorable. mailed to you every year from here on out. Kind of creepy, honestly. It's great. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll know where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Samael is based on one through four, dangerous <laughs> and confusing. Uh, but fine. I think the end of the season is completely different. Um, merit is like the experience, oh, this is going to sound mean, but when you, you know how when you buy like frozen food and you bake it and you throw the instructions away, but then you go back because you do not know the instructions. <laughs> That's the experience of talking to Merit is so important. And you like, she understands that it would be cool of her to ignore him, but also like, I need those instructions. Like what? <laughs> What's the temperature again? It serves a purpose. I don't think yes. that's mean at all. I think that is so indicative of their relationship. It's like... Yeah. Because nobody else comes back to the trash to check, goddammit. <laughs> okay, I have one from uh, our good Patreon friend, He Who Wants Jeans. And yes. he asks... <laughs> Uh, this is a question for Aaron. How much of Samael was drawn from personal experience? Mm. Um, pretty much all of him. <laughs> I mean, is it I really? I don't. I don't do like. I don't do. You know, I'm not like a, like a gun slaying or a, a drug slaying. Uh, got my characters mixed up for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not. You know, I'm not out here. You know, doing elephant legs of cocaine or anything. But like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I I don't know how much I want to, you know, get into Samuel's backstory because it might come on. I mean, it's probably going to become increasingly relevant down the road, because um, he he knows some shit. But I mean, you know, he's like, I think for me, like Samuel was a lot of like, you know, personally, like, you know, I can I I I consider myself to be like a like a Christian person, but you know, I'm trying, you know, like in kind of growing up and, you know, moving past childhood and into adulthood and seeing like the, you know, the way that the world is working right now, you know, there's some serious discrepancies that I have to like consolidate in my head between like what I like see on the news of how, you know, other people who wear that label are behaving versus the way that I was like taught to live and the way that I actively try to live my life. And I think for me, you know, Samael was kind of, a way to iron some of that out in a way like you know okay like how you know like how can i process this this discrepancy versus what what i'm seeing and what i was told to do and how i try to live my life um as well as just you know i mean 
I consider myself to be a fairly scientifically minded person. You know, I mean, obviously I went to engineering school, you know, I have a scientific background, but like, I usually think that there's like a rational explanation for things, but at the same time, I mean, I've seen and experienced some things in my life that I just really can't explain on, you know, in logical terms. Um, so that's kind of a convoluted answer, I guess. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit more cryptic than I would have I would have liked, but the short answer is is yes. Samuel is is very uh, very much drawn from personal experience, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it kind of just it, it it works so well because you do have kind of experience with the character, and and I do find something interesting in a way. Samuel's just like that one priest that realizes. As long as nobody's looking, I can do what I want. Like, and, and 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 there's certainly something that as we become adults, we realize, oh yeah, you know, certain drugs aren't that bad. They're not. They're actually quite enjoyable, and and the pleasures of the flesh are really quite enjoyable. Yeah. And, and so this this um, uh, you know, a, a character that holds to the values, but kind of is experimenting with what he views as moral and immoral is is very interesting, and perfect for Delta Green. Yeah. To be clear, I do not do cocaine. Just hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Slap a not yet on that, please. <laughs> it's a long life we're living here, and Mayday lifestyle might get a little crazy in the coming years. So, Caleb, what you're telling me is the best is yet to come. Yes. You and I <laughs> doing coke all of 2021. That's our new goal. All right. So, I have a couple of quick questions, and um, this first one is in relation to episode zero. So during that first session, I could really tell that everyone had kind of come with their A game. They came ready. But once Caleb started speaking, there seemed to be a little bit of a panic amongst the group. Uh, at least I got, I got that in a sense. Could you guys explain what was happening in your mind as, as Caleb started his... Uh, his introduction. God. I was I was thinking, what the fuck, man? How could you do this to <laughs> us? One, we, were, we were planning that shit. Now what? Now I got to sit here and come up with a fucking monologue in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you know how long that monologue is? <laughs> did you time it, Eli? It's like a five, six minute monologue, my guy. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you started describing your apartment, I had to rewatch every episode of House Hunters in my brain. Like, <laughs> I need to build a room very quickly. It was felt, that was the panic. It's like I everything like needs a, to be significant. Was, no, go ahead. I felt like a kid who uh, wasn't ready for a test, and all of a sudden, surprise <laughs> like, pop quiz. <laughs> I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah. we, we had to plan this? I don't even take notes, guys. It was so good. Yeah. So good. I, I, I think it kind of made writing. everybody like, oh, shit. I, you know, I, I, everyone's introductions were so great. I mean, especially uh, Aaron's, who it sounds like was mostly improvised, at least on, on the fly. I didn't write that shit. Yeah. That was pure, that was just Sam. terror fueling, fueling fueling me. I was purely fueled by terror. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I was so damn glad I went before you, Caleb, because I was like, if I had if I had listened to that and then tried to say words, I think my anxiety and my panic would have just been like, you don't know any words. You know no words in English. You can only just babble. And I even babbled during... Well, I, I think you can hear, like, I think that's maybe one of the most nervous I felt like, I, I mean, I performed for most of my life, but then in that moment, I don't know. I felt so raw because I'd never performed playing a tabletop game before. 
And I think the reason why I wrote so much is I knew that if I didn't sell Merit correctly at second one, everybody would fucking hate him. And I, I mean, <laughs> part of the, the, the glamour is disliking him, but I never wanted people to hate him for the character or, or, you know, what I created, but instead hate him for the choices he was making. And so I was sitting there and I was writing out these bullet points of everything I think this crazy Excel sheet of a person would do. Um, and I don't know, it conglomerated and then it became a lot longer than I intended for sure. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like, don't get us wrong. It was fucking great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but it also threw us all into a spiral. Yeah, I'm real fear. Real I, think, I think I was the one that went after him. Yeah. yeah. I, think I think so. Because I remember going, oh, fuck. And then I took a piece of paper and pen. I was writing stuff down. Well, I legitimately, like, I think it's right after I described redoing my apartment twice. You can find a hiccup in my voice because I looked up at the video camera and all of you guys looked terrified, and I thought <laughs> I thought I fucked up. I thought I had no option. No, no. Oh, God, it was the opposite. We were so like, "Come on!" Like, oh, how did he narratively weave in grout? Well, like, what <laughs> no. All right, so I have another question, and all all of these are kind of from the DM's perspective. What were you all thinking was in the septic tank before you opened it? Oh, ghost. <laughs> Nothing uh, good. <laughs> you know, I, know. I honestly thought it was his wife because, you know, we got to those, uh, the, his apartment and there was a picture of them together and everything. And as we found out that they hadn't picked up the car, I kept thinking like, well, hey, like this is a man who was unloved. And, and so there had to be some sort of connection that he had. If he, he's going away for vacations and everything. By the time that, we were aware of the septic tank and they had, you know, found that the sink was unplugged in all those moments. I was like, can't be fucking anything else other than this uh, fucking, this poor guy's wife. Um, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely just went, there's gas, there's a septic tank and there's crying. And if something's in there that has been surviving that long, Light the bitch on fire, let it go. I was like, <laughs> nothing good, guys. I was the you same lit. exact way. The letter said, do it. We're fucking doing it. <laughs> like, no one dad. saw horror movies. No one saw Evil Dead. Like, get out of here. No one has no. not seen one fucking horror movie. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, let's I, go open I, up. I was thinking that in, in the next episode, Warp uh, said that she suspected that it might be another green box, right? Yeah. Did I say that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was something... Warp probably thought it was important information. I we had only experienced one of their Delta Green baddie before them, mm. so I thought it was a, a variation of that, like some sort of ghost. But I think it was like, okay, well, there's shit in there that like files or something. I was until the crying. Started. I mean, that's a pretty good. You guess, yeah. Guess. I was uniquely surprised that all of us wanted to go in there. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! What? <laughs> what? What motherfucker wanted to go in? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of I us warp and and wanted to at least open and talk and all these things. And I was like, fuck! Like, guys, we're gonna die in session one. Like, <laughs> I watched enough horror films to know not to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Eli. I was sitting there like, I don't even have what to play this, this game to know not to do this fucking shit. <laughs> well, what if someone was down there? What no, if I... Bowman was the weird one and there was a human down there? Bye. Thank you. No. Uh, fucking salutes to you, brother. See you on the other side. Like, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, my no, last question. Had, like, oh, go sorry. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, I definitely had flashbacks to when. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Your interpretation of what was going on is what peppered the, the whole scene. You, you, you thought for sure there was some kind of invisible entity in there. Yeah. All right, my last question is about the sheep farm. Uh, obviously, the sheep farm was a big diversion. Um, what were you guys suspecting as players was happening in that scene? Did you literally just think it was a quick diversion? Did you suspect something um, unnatural might happen? <laughs> I was I was curious to why why uh, Warp wanted to go there yeah. so badly. That was the one thing. <laughs> it's just like this is a side tangent. We need like the law is after us. There are things happening, and we need to go to this farm. Like, why? <laughs> What's so important? Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we learned it was the wolf. Yeah. I really would have enjoyed sure that was. if there was a supernatural component to the sheep. That would have been wild. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what? You didn't go. You didn't That's think Samael had enough over there? To move I mean, if, if like if he could have had if if Samael could have had that happen, and then also he gets to excise something. I mean, like that's a win-win situation for him that day. She excised <laughs> something from you. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Caleb, what did yeah, you? Yeah, thank you. Did you think of something? gets it. Well, when you initially gave it to us, I thought it was like you and Zakia getting together to give us like a breathing point, like, you know, a crack of the spine to, to move away and sort of, because we had just seen such heady stuff. And I was starting to realize like, hey, we've been through so much and none of us like each other at all. And so you gave this idea and I was like, okay, so this is maybe where we can develop some character. We can fall in love with each other a little bit and sort of find an answer as to how we're going to operate as a team. Uh, little did I know he cleverly plays blowjob trap, and I've been for a few, so I should have known. I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head that that was my intention as the handler, was they, they've gone through something so grim, I can't just have another bunch of episodes where they're just kind of wallowing in this. I had to kind of break it up a little bit. So it, it was completely railroaded, but it, I, I, yeah. I think it helped, like you said, kind of bring everybody together in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was our first little baby step to actually yeah. speaking to each other and, and trying to find an answer, which I hope we have more sheep farms in the future, even if it means I have to <laughs> look away from what Samael is doing. <laughs> um, just because. All right. Yeah. So we're going to pass it off to Eli. <laughs> Eli what is your question? Uh, cool. Um. My first question is for uh, those who were involved with Marlene and her predictions. Oh. What what was your first initial impression of that? And now that you have that information um, of those other people, what do you do? You have any plans to use that in a certain way, or what? Bold of you to assume I remember. Do you guys need a refresher because I I yes, have please. my uh, no fucking. <laughs> So, uh, oh, this is the first time that anyone will get to see the merit notebook. Uh, yeah, to hold that shit up. Unfortunately, these are out of character, so you won't be able to, you know, see uh, merit's actual thoughts on them. Um, nice, it comes with nice. a little calculator. That's how you do all the budgeting of the literally when we budgeted, <laughs> I, I used the fucking in. <laughs> no, I hate it. So, 
Blake was called a charlatan. Of course. Haley was warned of the things that follow. Uh, Kona was worried about the thing they killed in the desert. And then God, uh, I think it's God's, I'm sorry. Uh, how, how? It's Gaze, sorry. Uh, the Oracle that never aged. Yeah, that's what I got. That was that was deep. when when she said, "Haley, I know the names of the things you took in the night." I was like, it was just blue screen. I was like, nope, no, I I can't, I can't, I can't handle this. So Tuck certainly can't handle this. So we're just not going to think about it right now. Yes. But then, like hearing hearing like you three also, I was like, okay, like especially with Hyde now after after everything that I've done. Uh, I think that's going to be maybe something Tuck tries to like, hey, like, like, like maybe find some common ground with. Um, but no, when that happened, I, I think I stopped breathing. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah, that was back when I was still recording in a closet and I had never been more frustrated that I was in a closet and I couldn't like run oh, away. Uh, and I went last in that list and it didn't help. Equally just as scared and frightened. Um, but at the same time, also Warp is waiting to talk about that. We have oh. never brought it up. Like, no, yeah, never yeah. brought it up. As, well, I, I, I wanted to bring it up. That was one of my intentions, especially with the way that Samuel was acting and behaving after that when we went to the green box. I was hoping to use that as a way to maybe have him settle the fuck down a little bit, but it never ever ended up panning out in the way because Merritt did his uh, drug yeah. inspection. And I was just we like, kept oh, well. fucking like ramping it up. We went from this moment to killing a man and his wife to then yes. having one of us take supernatural <laughs> drugs, like because Correct. of an illegal yeah, contraband search. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to like pull, pull Sabelle aside via like, Yo, Blake. Let's let's settle the fuck down a little bit. <laughs> Circle up, Blake. I also wanted to Google like Sam. was the the peak of my interest out of all of that. So I was like, I need to get to a point where I can like actually Google him because I really don't think Samuel's a priest. <laughs> it's the one thing that I will keep even into Arc Two. I really don't think that's a pretty elaborate. That's a pretty elaborate room. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> you and me slept in a church in the basement. He just I broke know. you into a church. But I'm still like standing in that basement, looking back and forth, like he's not. There's a no way. <laughs> and, uh, on one hand, it was so satisfying to see how you guys were freaking out over it, but it was also very frustrating because I knew at least half of you wanted to like interact with this fact. Uh, but it, you know, the the so thing bad. just yeah. moved in a different direction and, yeah. and she died quickly so yeah. oh i no, didn't want to interact that. with it i popped caps in her mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. like that was why i up. didn't that was exactly why i didn't shoot her because i was like she knows yeah. things about my backstory that i don't fucking know oh I was... this might overhaul like everything yeah. like it might override everything and I, I, I think Tuck might have, like, if, if things had gone differently, Tuck might have, like, made a bad choice. Yeah, I, I appreciated that Tuck oh. hesitated because it, 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 yeah, yeah. It made sense. I'm still real upset about it. <laughs> oh, I was like, man, they're going <laughs> to, what, what is doing? it? Do you want to say? What yeah, is what it? Is it? No? Fuck no, I don't want to say it. like, you, 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 you want to yeah. say yeah. it? Go ahead and backstory right now. Uh, absolutely, I don't. But there are. I, there, I'm draw. I'm personally drawing lines from uh, from things that we've we've seen to things that I know. Mm. And uh, I, I I think it's. I think it'll come to fruition mm. at some point. I'm not going to say it right now, though. Okay. <laughs> What's another one you like? Um, 
Let's see. Um, ooh, I want to talk about your guys' bonds. Ooh. Bonds are important. Um, yes. What is what is the one bond that you guys have on your list that is the the thing that tethers your character? Oh. Do you really want me to answer that question? Yes. Yes. It's the daughter, right? It has to be. I hope. No, it's, it's somebody else. It's the strip club. No! <laughs> Throw the whole man away. Sort of gone through just like fuck it. No. Yeah, he said yeah, it's so defeated. <laughs> Like, I think Ruth was probably the first one that I started blowing away when it came like time to start projecting insanity. And I mean, it's just because like I don't have a like she's not in my life. I'm not supposed to be in hers. That's a disposable bond, as far as my I'm friend, concerned. My friend, if you're wondering, no, that's why she's not in your life, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also there's the whole I'm a priest thing that's not supposed to have uh, kids. Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. Or more specifically, you know, c cause the kids to become created. Yes, yes. Oh, so yeah. that happened after <laughs> priesthood. Okay. Oh, yeah. What about you, Amanda? <laughs> I, I don't want to say what I want to say. Know. Why? Say it. <laughs> say what you need to say. I just forgot what the question was. Oh. <laughs> uh, who's your... <laughs> on your oh, list? It hit me. I literally blanked. I was like, what was the question? It's like Amanda. It's not up to me. You're not going to say the strip club too, goddammit. <laughs> Soon. Um, Soon. Well, oh, God, I actually... Uh, the, uh, you heard... You heard it. Uh, it's uh, fiance and also you heard sister. So those are the two. You're going to have to pry the third one out of me. But uh, the fiance is the uh, highest one. And ironically, for some reason, like when we were prepping, like, you know how we were doing like the roles and all that and do that? I'm fucking fine. Like, literally, I know you're saying I don't call enough, but with the numbers I have in stack, I don't know what those pancakes do, but they got some high points. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Wait, so, so, Amanda, you, when you put the character together, yes. did you and Allegra think at all of putting each other as bonds? Was that a consideration? So, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, I don't know how much you want to keep secret. I will say this. There is a bond. I do have a bond with tuck on my sheet yeah interesting yeah we have because mm. because the like so guys the... take a note if we kill one of them the other one will go insane how much do we want to say like i mean i we it's just a question just a question we'll eventually ask yeah that is, uh, specifically okay. about your relationship and your past yeah, there's there's a question from c miller on instagram of <laughs> have tuck <laughs> and boomer it says here have they kissy kissied um did they get their kisses in <laughs> did they get their kisses in they, uh, they have a, a kiss score absolutely. of 14. Uh, all right eli next question <laughs> well did everybody answer the question oh no ah. oh uh gratitude easy the the person she wrote the first uh recap to that's like top and her therapist now but uh, gratitude gratitude okay yeah, hang on to that therapist, please. <laughs> so important. <laughs> so important. Uh, Caleb? Yeah, uh, I got to go with what Warp was saying. The, the first person that Merritt wrote, well, recorded home to uh, Miranda is really important to him. 
I need to know what a ma- or who Miranda is to you. <laughs> is that the next question? Uh, we no, were buddies in college. Long. That's it. No, mm. nothing mm. else. Um, I think for Hyde, it would be Pops. Pops is the the only yeah. thing that matters oh. matters to her. I love Pops. Pops was so great. Oh my god! Just the introduction and everything. I literally just played my up. dad for Pops. I just oh. pretended that was my dad, and that's how we did Pops. Oh, so cute! Yeah. Oh yeah. Tux is her wife, obviously. Is that everybody? I believe so. I I think I will let. Okay, and then Tux the last question I had was was specifically for for Merit. Um, oh. And your little notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to get your first impression notes of everybody in the the meeting we had with oh, Mallory God. at the top. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm dying to know. Spill that tea. Okay. Um, the first one I have is uh, Samuel is hard to read and drinks too much. <laughs> I think he may be a danger to the program. Correct. Um, so far. An Irish breakfast, immediate flight risk with three underlines. Um, <clears throat> I then tied Boomer to that belief. Boomer may be one to watch. Boomer is the same. Um, Hyde thinks just like me, on time, trying to accomplish things. Um, Tuck <laughs> may be an immediate leader, leadership material, um, one to watch out for. Oh, um, <laughs> why? Because you feel threatened? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an immediate, like, Tuck is a possibility of being better than him. Immediately. Fuck yeah, I am. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Needless. Needless. <laughs> Pay you a compliment and you shit on me. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and then for Warp, I wrote down uh, needs further investigation, a psych evaluation immediately, possible spectrum. Yes. You got that. Yes, That's to all I have. everything. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Agent Mallory, competent handler, quick with information, should communicate with often. <laughs> Snitch. <laughs> Try to snitch every day. <laughs> Please try to remember that this was before he killed an innocent man for all of you and then his wife. Oh. Things have changed. Things have changed. It made you double Things down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just, he now hates all of you even more. No. Uh, things have definitely changed. I actually have revised notes that I've kept on case for the rest of you for I, I wrote them I think the second session we had in the airplane after coming back from the historical scenario. So those are in there too. But those were the immediate first thoughts. Anything else you like? you were all nope. basket cases. That is it. All right, Aaron, what, what you got for us? So Oh God. Yes. Uh, hold on, it's the scripted one first. You you, you got a minute. Okay. Uh so Megan Hi, Megan, from Instagram, has asked, uh, how did all of us meet each other? Have you known each other for a while, or are you new friends thanks to this? Uh, okay, and that's uh, there's actually two, two, two from Instagram, but we'll start with that one, and I'm glad I'm asking it so that I don't inadvertently answer yeah well the simple answer is it's the latter we are relatively new to each other in the sense that we all kind of met right before the pandemic and we met eli shortly after that uh but yeah we we haven't known each other very long but i i think 
that's what kind of struck me so much was how we all immediately very much gelled. And, and I've always theorized it's because we all came at this project with very similar goals in mind. Obviously, we all wanted yeah. to make a podcast, but I think everybody was in the same headspace. And that's what we managed to accomplish so much, you know, d- during the pandemic recording and kind of doing all the the post and all of the, uh, the, the, the promotional stuff. We all really uh, gave it 100 percent. And we're very lucky that we all came at it uh, with that. I mean, also, in addition yeah. to that, we got really lucky in that. I mean, we really hit the jackpot in that we all have perfectly complementary personalities. That's true. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, Amen. Yeah. I also, I was thinking Amen. about yeah. like when we, we all work. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. Go ahead. You got it. Oh, no. I was just going to say when we when we all met at, uh, at Geeky Tees for that for that other thing. Um, except, yeah. well, I mean, I think Eli was the only one that wasn't there, mm-hmm. and yeah, Aaron was yes. helping run things. But yeah, yeah. At that was some the only point, one that met Eli before that. Yeah, at some point though, Amanda, Zakia, Caleb, Serge, and I were all involved, like in the same conversation, and that was yeah. super cool. That and like we all kind of like spoke well with each other, even though we hadn't really you know interacted before like didn't know who the other people were mm-hmm. so that was really cool and then like to find out that like yeah. we were all the ones that were working together it was like yeah okay all right this is gonna i'm be- actually really sorry i missed out mm-hmm. on that yeah i really think it was a star wars conversation because i remember yeah. it <laughs> yeah. was it was towards the end so it started out we were all out in that little section of geeky tees that's the sort of selling area and we were talking about our our first memories with tabletop but then amanda joined the conversation we started I think we were shitting on the prequels or something we like were. that. Oh yeah, that we that, that would have been. <laughs> and then Amanda started talking about Obi Wan at one point. Like uh, it all just sort of came together. You, you know, I think it was like a perfect storm of not only did we work really well with each other socially. Like I think me and Sergio were sitting down at a table as soon as we got out of the first audition, and you know we we stayed that way until uh, you know Leg came in, and then Zaki and Amanda, and, and we had this big group, but. Not only did we get each other socially, we got each other so well on a creative level that like it's electric when you get people who create the same way that you do all in the same room. And yeah. I think once we had Eli, like every piece of the puzzle fit, yeah. um, you know, yeah. unfortunately we found that some of those puzzle pieces were extra and, you know, we came up with May Day further down the line, but I mean, it's a miracle that we all found each other. and. What we're two months yeah. out from a year mm-hmm. of knowing each other, yeah. right? Yeah. So and like this, this March. kind of thing, like this kind of thing, doesn't just like happen to people. Yeah. And you, no. you know, we kind of just yeah. had it like drop in our lap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we, we really got. I mean, really we've spent every week together for a full year in two months. It's incredible that I I have the opportunity to be with you guys that much. And, and yet, to create with you guys, we have all never once been in the exact same room at no, the same time. No, so oh, Amanda and Zakia are the only ones I have not collected, but I'm getting uh, as, as soon as we all get I, that jab. Yeah. I so you guys right, are gonna find me off you. I'm gonna hug you so um, long. And then the the second question that we have here is from Daffy on Instagram, uh, who asks, How has how is that the, the previous uh discussion? How has that changed or developed over the course of the first arc? Oh, we tight as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a little bit, especially coming off of like the first situation, there was a little bit of a, I think we were all a little bit timid at first because we didn't really get the chance oh. to, for at least all seven of us, 
I didn't really get a chance to know each other through through you know the thing that came before because yeah. of you know some of the 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 discrete the deficiencies yeah. that were happening there so i think there yeah. was a, there was a little bit of, of timidness of like uh, i don't want to put i don't want to be too much of myself uh, at least this is how i felt i don't want to be too much of myself because then they're not going to like me but now yeah. you know i think we're all we're all very familiar with with who each other well i mean i'm shy know. as fuck yeah. and when i met you guys i was kind of just dropped into meeting all of you with yeah. the exception of aaron aaron was the only person i had met yeah. first so i was just like standing there in a in a group call just like okay I'll be here. I'll stand here, and then eventually, I got a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Now I can shut up. I'm so glad you it. are more comfortable now because I mean, your personality joining in with all of us is—it's been so cool to get to know each one of you on on that deeper personal level because you're all just—I mean, some of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, we're closer. It's it's when you go through something like we've go, gone through, which is producing a show. And producing something that you're actually pretty proud of. I mean, so often a lot of us yeah. are in the industry of, of film and television. So often you're just doing it because it's a job. But this is a, a creative passion that we all had. And we uh, feel like we've succeeded. We've, we've created a really fun product that we enjoy participating in. And I think that brings us together. It feels like a family. It feels like a, um, uh, an enterprise that we're all a part of. It's like a good unit. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I know I said this, but I just want to put it on the record as me brand new to tabletop. I was like, probably like the, the best way to describe it is like, imagine Bambi just being born with the super <laughs> shaky legs walking yeah. for the first time. Because you hadn't played was, before. No. Yeah. And I mean, what I was like, seriously, like panic sweat, like the first time we were actually going to record, record. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I will but jump I, on that too um because we all met at an audition and i've never been to an audition i never acted for anybody anywhere um so same absolutely terrifying i was like yeah. uh, but everyone was so gracious and very kind i was i, I was kind of surprised but i i knew that because I, I remember mm. everyone's personalities but like i was like I, gotta, I don't know what the hell this means. What does this yeah. whole thing mean? So I just remember the most basic questions or the amount of patience and how like even mid, like people would really explain. It was like, it's like, oh, okay. And they can handle me after a really intense Star Wars debate. Oh my God, I found my people. And it was the other interesting thing for me was like, I didn't actually like participate in that. I was of the seven of us. I was just kind of like there watching mm -hmm. yeah, and like so there was like for me coming into it when we first started doing you know mayday i was like okay well now i actually have to prove myself because i'm the only one that didn't like have to go through that like initial filtering process yeah. all right so let's okay. move on aaron and let's uh keep in mind for anybody that has questions left let's kind of be conscientious of time so that we don't run too yeah, long yeah. go ahead aaron. all right dad <laughs> uh good okay. these, these shouldn't take very long for me my first my first question is for, for Zakia, and it is what kind of alien is warp? Uh, <laughs> that's actually a important great question. Um, <laughs> so, so many theories. We've heard so many theories as to what who warp is. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, no, there's a song that Stevie Wonder wrote called Saturn, 
that kind of alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's interesting>. okay. <laughs> All right. And then That's the great. second, my second question is also for Zakia, and it's when will we get to find out that Warp is actually an alien? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, no one's asked her yet. So. Oh, man, that's I guess a fail. that's true. That's, that's rude that's of us. That's a fail. Yeah. We did not bring that up. Nobody yeah, wants the a... truth. Everyone wants to believe what Warp is in their head. Exactly. Uh, I want to tell you. Arc two, second one. That's what we're all doing, like in tandem. Hey, Warp, you an alien? <laughs> Tell us. What are you? <laughs> for press. And then my final question is for Amanda, and it's uh, so when Samael performs your wedding, um, are you going to be preparing your own vows, or do you want to use the prescriptive ones? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, I guess. It just depends on the situation. Because if Great. it's like the countdown is happening, we're mm-hmm. going, we're rapid fire. But ideally, I would like to make my, I would like so to. So you just tacitly house. agreed to that. So that's, yeah, no, that's happening now. Of course, you're going to meet, uh, you're going to need people in your court. So if you need people standing next to you during vows or, you, yeah. you know, we're all available. I doesn't wear dresses, but I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody should be there. Should everybody? Nobody. Okay. can perform it. So, how about Zakia? Well, what are your questions? <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. So, I have one question from Vince. Hi, Vince. Um, Hi, Vince. He asked Our on boy. the Discord uh, for everyone, including Serge. How do we all prep for each session? Good question. <laughs> um yeah don't say anything incriminating everybody so, uh let's just say let's just say most of us uh get very happy <laughs> and we're just we're just so we get so happy so gin and tonic happy <laughs> To, talk about to, to actually uh, uh, answer the question in some way, I, I tend to put my books to my left. I have my dice to my right. I've got an extra little table to kind of put notes and stuff down. And um, honestly, prepping for a session is an entire week-long process because I'm thinking about what happened last session. And I'm constantly like you know, making notes and thinking about you know what obviously should or might be presented to you guys next. And I'm also always trying to think of, okay, what happens to Tuck specifically? What happens to Samael specifically? You know, trying to make sure all of you are included in some way in every session so you don't just feel like a background character. That's how I prep. I have a dumb, long, convoluted... Honestly, I reread notes. I know that Uh-oh. sounds so lame. Yeah, that's good. That's but I have practice. to. I think of it like as an improv kind of thing because I'm like, okay, what is the last emotional thing yeah. that would... And that usually, because then I'm thinking, what was the very last scene and why? Because I feel like if we're going right into the next one, I got to continue that. Uh, and whether that means I forget uh, information that's like in the past or something like that, the point is like, where is Boomer's thought process at that point? So that's maybe that very actory type thing. But I really do look at the notes and try to get myself that way. I would yeah. say... I would say for me, it, I, I kind of take the day to like just hang out before we're recording because one, I got to set up in my little closet because I, I record in a closet, but also I'm I'm just introverted as a person. So actually doing a lot of this takes a lot out of me. So it's just me listening to music all day, just me trying to stay in a good headspace and then getting ready to go. 
I usually get nice and endorphin happy beforehand. <laughs> I'll usually go on like a good, you know, 10 mile run before we start. Ugh. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Gross. Uh, yeah. But good for you. God bless. God, yeah. good, for I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah. good for you. Yeah. But great great for you, but disgusting. How dare you? <laughs> Um, I think for me, it starts with trying to go through Merit's playlist. Uh, a lot of those songs are very personal to me, and I think music has a lot to do with the way that I embody characters. It's something I did a lot in college and something I still do whenever I perform. After that, it, it's sort of like a ritual of setting up Merit's notes, of listening to what, what I'll do is throughout the week, at least when we're recording Doom to Repeat, I'll record little messages from merit to himself about you know some of the things that have happened that i didn't get to address in the podcast and so before i'll play i'll play some of those back to me to try and find his voice and you know the way he sits and everything um you, you know it's just a process of trying to break down the parts of me that are a lot more casual because for merit it takes me like an hour before i really feel like i'm thinking like him because his style of thinking is completely different than me. And so it really does take me some time to go through what I've done with him before, before it'll come out naturally. Yeah, I, I can definitely I also tell the listen. difference too, uh, you know, just talking to you now and then remembering, how, you know, <laughs> thinking back on how Merit is, is portrayed, it's, it's quite uh, stark, the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, people actually like me. That's <laughs> the, the biggest difference. <laughs> Like, did you go? Uh, I, what do I do? I, <laughs> I have a really do? dumb, long convoluted dice ritual where I will pick out the dice uh -huh, that I feel like yep. for the day represent my character and like what we've been going through. And then I'll roll them and I'll take the five that roll the best and I'll do it. And I start at the twenties and then I go to the twelves and then the tens and the percentiles and then the eights and the sixes and the fours. And I do that yeah. with all of them. And then I put them in the box that Eli made me to, to give them good energy. And I lock them in my little dice box and then I leave them there for a few hours. And then 30 minutes before the game, <laughs> I put in my headphones and I listen to my tuck playlist, uh, my big, my big long tuck playlist. And yeah. I like I try to find some songs that like might be kind of more indicative of like where she's at or like where we've been lately. And while while I listen to that, I read my notes and uh, and I put my dice and I like set my dice out in my tray in a way that's also very ritualistic and convoluted and kind of insane. Um, and then I make myself some tea and then I freak out for about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So, so wait. So what you're telling us is that the dice that we get from you. Are the Those, are the Those are the good ones. Rolls. Those are the good rolls. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tux rolls are okay. You guys are thinking about like that's different true. rolls. I'm sorry. Tux... That's true. That... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My last rolls okay. have been rough, and I think it's because Eli's been running the game. Where Eli had been running the game, so that like then that's why they like fucked up because they're like she blessed these dice. She must also curse them. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's that's just right. Running. It is Eli's fault. Right. <laughs> Interesting. The, the, the dice box is supposed to protect your dice against fate, so I can't control something that fate has in store for you. Yeah. Honestly, same with most of that. There's a there's a playlist. I have a set of dice dedicated to spontaneous friendship that I play with every week with you guys. <laughs> um, and then I have also death decks because we, we 
we'll also be facing that every week. Yes. Um, so those, those two forces are always together. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. And that's, oh, and Beyonce is always there with me, hyping always. me up. Yes, uh, I think, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> Beyonce and rum is really important to the process. It's beautiful. Beyonce and rum. Well, yeah. unofficial, unofficial members of perennial, right? <laughs> of Mayday. Um, the other question I had uh, was based on my experience asking for you guys' character descriptions, which is a delight every single time. Um, but how important is like the articulated appearance of your character to you getting in character? Well, you know, I really thought when we started, I bought like a priest costume and everything. And I really told myself that I was going to wear it every week when we recorded. But that was just too damn hot. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say not very important. It got me hyped as hell when I saw that artwork. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. think that it's, uh, it's very important. And I think it's important too, because we talked very specifically about how we wanted you to depict these characters. These characters are not in some kind of heroic pose. They are standing in front of a police lineup. There's a yeah. lot of implication to what we're saying about these characters and who we think they are and what we think their jobs are and, and their, you know, their, their scales of morality and stuff. And so I, I, I just thought it was a genius yeah. stroke, uh, the, the way that you, you drew them. And they all look so hot. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, helps all hot. All of them, yes. all of them dime pieces. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think I, I will. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, uh, no. Was... Go, Eli. Go, uh, Eli. Go. Will, Will, Will. Um, <laughs> I think I mentioned on the Patreon that, like, for the these sets of characters, I didn't even have, like, face characters attached to it or, like, an aesthetic attached to it. So I don't think a lot of like what we ended up doing description wise, uh, I think about when I get ready to play hide or um, consider that. I mean, there are a couple aesthetic details more of like the tattoos and stuff that are tied into background stuff. But other than that, I really don't think uh, like visually about hide when I'm playing her. Oh, I totally sent in like at least a couple of like here's some actresses or like sports people boo yeah here's some poses too to get the tone across <laughs> i was all about like this is boomer this is what i think da, 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 da. this is frost this is what were i think you, were you going through like your ronda Rousey like pinterest board first of all <laughs> y'all were giving me stuff about episode. that red dress <laughs> until you guys finally found the inspiration and then what did i see in the discord oh my god that's so hot i'm like yeah no shit i know what i was just like and even zakia translated it perfectly i'm like that's like certain aspects of that so i was just like get the tone like the face is one thing but the attitude yeah, and, and of certain nailed people it really for sure because like every single character you, you everything about them is 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 in that uh that artistic rendition of them it, it yeah. really nailed it yeah yeah you, you know for me as a creator, and this is something my students give me a hard time about. This is something directors gave me a hard time about in college. I I have a really hard time with killing my darlings. And when I have an idea about something, it has to be true to what's in my head for it to ring true. And sometimes I can get petulant if it's not. And so I'm sure you can vouch to this, Zach. I send you like fucking pages of what this pasty little white boy should look like but it's because it it matters so much to me in the interpretation that 
you know, it, it comes out the way that I see him. I, you know, this is all to say that, you know, I want to commend you, Zakia, because a lot of that breaks away as soon as you send art back because you have this beautiful way of taking what I already had in mind, improving on it, putting a part of you into it, and then making it a part of the character I never saw before. Like, inherently, parts of merit changed once I saw the first artwork. When I saw that, I knew that there were partial directions I wanted to change and things I wanted to embody about him once I knew him, you know, once I saw him and thought, you know, that's way better than the bullshit I had. I'm going to go with that. Uh, and the same with, with our new uh, adventure, you know, the one that's coming up soon, the same thing. I sat here and I went, you know, wh why did I care so much about what I thought? Because this is like the perfect, the perfect amalgamation of everything I was hoping for. And it, it informs everything that I do. So, I, I mean, the only reason I play them the way I do is partly because I have that to, to work off of, for sure. You guys are in for a real treat for what's coming up and Zakia's artwork. That's oh, all yeah. I'll say. Incredible. The Incredible. thing is, I don't ever feel like I have like a full person in mind or like I have a full person as in like yeah. the inner essence of it or like, but like the outside's kind of nebulous. I'm like, okay, they kind of look like this and they kind of have this face, but like, mm -hmm. eh. And then Zakia does some fucking witchcraft and just pulls <laughs> them out of my mind and slaps them on a piece of paper. And she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, God, this is always nails it. What? Oh yeah. And then She's I'll, always and like, then, "Do you have any notes?" Yes. And I'm always just like, "No, fuck you, <laughs> fuck." You. <laughs> and I'm always like, "What are your notes? Like, does this look okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, Zakia, who gives the most notes after pressing?" Uh, uh, <laughs> call them out. You can call them out. Yes. Um, him out. It is you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never, it's, that's the thing. None of you getting notes from all of you is never like, fuck this. Um, and there are fuck this experiences because art school. Um, but it, each time it's, it's always important. It doesn't feel like a waste of time. Like no one, no one has ever bothered me with their notes or any of the things that they've sent in for their characters. Um, but there's probably, there's a, a gif of the amount of time we had to <laughs> revisit, and we'll talk about this next time. We had to revisit all of our, um, and each edit was so significant, and I'm it glad we got there. It was the fucking mustache. It was the goddamn mustache. <laughs> like, all right, all right, let's move, like, let's yeah. move on. I believe Allegra is our next. Trying to nail two yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh god. Yeah. I am. I am last for questions. So here we go, friends. Um, our friend Chrissy from Patreon asked, um, "How did you come up with your characters? What was like impetus? Where?" I like where, that we've saved this to from? the end. Of the I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit! I have this. I should have given this to someone else." Oh well. So you know, kind of as succinctly as you can, but give, give us some good details about what what was your inspiration for these characters alphabetical again that'll make it easier well i kind of already answered that <laughs> kind of yeah. that's true anything you didn't really touch upon i mean other than that like samuel's backstory is based on like a very real experience that i had mm. i would say for hide i think session zero for us was important to figuring out exactly what in terms of like profession and like some of the backstory stuff because i had walked in to delta green not knowing anything because you guys got to play previously and then i'm just like sifting through and then when i was like looking through the jobs and i saw pilot i was like yeah 
that would be fucking dope. <laughs> I'll be a pilot. I'll be somebody's taxi boy. I'll <laughs> let's do this. And then it was like it's also like around July, so like uh what is it independence day mm. was one of my first concept designs for it i think i said independence day and something else i think stealth was a movie oh, that i yes, recommended you stealth. Oh. <laughs> both are... are so high too those <laughs> fucking perfect yeah. choices so high oh man which yeah and then i i always intended to have a character who was polynesian who came from hawaii because that was that was something that i wanted to to do as a character was to try to tell stories involving Polynesian people that were more in a, in a normal setting than that weren't specific to like history or, mm. or stuff like that. Um, so that was uh, ultimately what like came up to becoming what Hyde is. I'll just say quickly, Hyde was my favorite surprise. I, I didn't know what to expect from Eli. We had played with her a little bit and, and we had talked extensively about Hyde and, 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 and what she was going to do. But, but Eli, it just brought so much interesting stuff to the character and it was so much fun to watch her un reveal this character and, wow. and, and, and end up being very layered and, 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 you know, be the boss, but not really want that job and yet somehow fall into it. It was really yeah. fun. <laughs> Amanda. Uh, <laughs> I'm vaguely. Okay. I would say I, now your your character goes think, back because your character is yeah. one of the original. You know, we we ran a a, mm -hmm. a kind of uh, initial game just to get you guys. I was used gonna to say it. Uh, I, I I'll I'll talk about that a little bit because because uh, it because that was one of the first times I was actually doing tabletop for the first time, and one of the advice someone said was, "Okay, try pretend to be like you in a certain scenario." So there, because that was like for me, I was just like, I don't know what to like build up on their. And it was like suggested, okay, do something loosely based off of like you. And I think at that point we needed to just get a spot filled in like computers. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll be the computer tech. So that's where I would, that's how, honestly, that's where it was. And it was just like certain parts of me, I would say mid twenties, Amanda, where mm. it was like sometimes a little too much. <laughs> I've calmed down some, but like <laughs> a little, a little too much. And just, uh, I think it was Sergio that gave me the key word, which was impatient. She's very impatient and can't uh, sometimes can't articulate what is going through her brain like a billion miles an hour. Mm. So she can't really say it. So t sometimes she gets really frustrated when she doesn't mean to. It's just it's everything's just going too fast. I Maybe don't know if I've needs. ever seen a computer specialist portrayed quite like Boomer. And it's so interesting <laughs> yeah. to 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 see Boomer because also I love the aspect that she just so doesn't want to be there and it's mm -hmm. very it's yeah. obviously very natural kind of yeah. came out of uh, obviously Amanda would not want to be in such awful situations so I get to be the character that just says what the fuck are we all doing I love that so and it allows me to do that and I will say just go into an Apple store and you will meet those technicians and you're just like I'm like so some of it was like based off of some people there but I was just like yeah, sure. If I was going to be a tech, I would be kind of fun. But then, like, I don't want to be here. This is bad. This is just always bad. Allegra, so you might as well answer next. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were uh, – Tuck kind of came from that same game. Um, and I think I think I didn't even come up with Tuck. I just – I was like, hey, Serge, I have no idea what I'm doing. Do you want to just throw me a random character? 
you yeah. you kind of said you wanted to be a uh, what's their name from the the show Asian? Oh yeah, I I wanted to be I wanted to be Olivia Dunham for Friends. Yeah, yeah, you kind of oh. you had some names. I, I, yeah. Well, I've been watching I've, I've been watching it with my dad again during the pandemic, and I was like, oh god, Olivia's so freaking cool. Yeah. And then, oh and, wow, that's perfect. Yeah. And then Sergio just kind of like threw me all the stats and he was like, okay, like come up with a backstory. And it was for like a one-off game. So of course I went way too hard and put like eight pages of backstory together for Sergio. Thank <laughs> God though, it helped us in the, in the bigger yeah. campaign. Yeah, and so then yeah. once, once, once that was over and we came back around to playing Delta Green, I was like, can I just play Tuck? Because I, I, I put a lot into her backstory that I was like actually really interested in eventually. So it just kind of came to like, Okay, like I want to be a little bit Olivia Dunham, but I also want to like, not obviously not be like full on Olivia. And it was fun because we ran a couple of home scenes, you know, suspecting oh it's been a couple of years maybe yeah, yeah, since yeah. your last situation, and and it really kind of informed what Tuck's headspace was coming into the to the campaign. For sure. Um, For sure. And and I, mean, I think like, I think it's very important that we note that Boomer and Tuck were the only survivors of that scenario. Yes. That's why yeah. they came back. That's why, yeah. Sergio was like, the only survivors. And also, kind of why I get sometimes I'm like, why are you doing stupid shit? You know exactly <laughs> what had happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it went south fast. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I wish I could say, like, yeah, she went and marked all those people. If you knew what happened beforehand, yeah, then so how shit can like, go spe- weird history that we have that's so like yeah yes. we will we will go into more detail in another episode. Yeah, for but oh. Caleb, uh, what, what what about you? So mine actually, I think, came from that project that we were trying to do before, where I was playing a character that was all heart. And, you know, I'm, I came into this idea of Delta Green of like, well, I lost that opportunity to play through that idea of being someone who is uniquely just lost to their emotions and everything. And I said, well, how can I retool that in a different direction for Delta Green? And so I wanted to play with this idea of someone who was all heart but fell into the wrong pathway, this privileged sort of, you know, gifted child, you are the best that's ever been uh, sort of avenue. And Merrick came out of that, of being someone who is uniquely governed from not their head, not their heart, or I'm sorry, not their groin, but their heart, you know. Um, And going through that, you know, I wanted to create someone who was, very agent friendly because i knew that a lot of us playing here were going to be against the project i thought you know i'll try and balance this out and have someone who at least partly agrees with it for the wrong reasons even and and from there i was like well how can i take this story i really wanted to tell tell it in a brand new way that i've never done before and it, it took a lot of retraining for my brain because i just didn't think like he did in the beginning but eventually it came Eli? Zakia? Oh, we, you already answered it, Eli. What about Zakia? So I used a Tumblr aesthetic generator and got the words formal bug and vintage worm. And that's where warp started. Interesting. <laughs> that's, that's the best. It's a great way Why to start. Why are we only hearing about this now? <laughs> that's incredible. Um, those oh things. God. And then I just like sort of what Boomer said and also sort of what Merritt said of like two steps over from yourself. So like, yeah. I wanted to see if spinning yarn could be relevant. <laughs> so relevant. It turned out to be way more relevant than I thought. I um, learned so much about <laughs> making yeah. yarn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something I really enjoy. So that was that was fun uh, to see 
but also also uh aaron you touched on it too which may be a spoiler so never mind uh yeah you can spoil <laughs> something it's just there's if it's there's, already come up that's true it, it did uh so there's some interesting religious uh things that are being sorted out uh-huh yeah. With yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I gathered as much. Yeah, that's just a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. A little hint. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just to add the pit. All right. Um, so that's everybody, huh? Answering that question. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want I want everyone to pick one song from their from their Spotify playlist and tell me the significance of it. Because mm, I good. love this shit. This is my favorite I thing. You. I got you. I got you. So let's go rapid fire. Uh, for oh, fine, I'll go first. Yeah, my go, go. song is the last song on my playlist, which is "No One Believes in Moons and Goochers" oh. by Red City Radio. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. Um, a lot of my playlists and stuff like that, I look for like tonality, or I'll look for like parts of lyrics that kind of resonates. And f- the lyric in this one that is important for Hyde, especially for her backstory, is that if it was the last thing I ever recorded. If it's the last thing I ever wrote, um, let it be known that the intentions was to bring you home, and that's that's kind of resonates a lot with with Hyde and her past and and stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah. Who's that? Who's ready? Who's ready? Okay. Where are your songs? All right. I mean, it's like you had like really intense meaning. Mine was like for Boomer. It's Bodak Yellow. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's okay. Yes. That's valid. Yeah. <laughs> no, yellow. Oh shit. Tell oh, me I'm good. wrong though. No, that's, you're oh, not. No. That's the energy. I, that I love it. That is it. It's like yes. yellow. No, it oh, says incredible. it all right there. And by the way, that's in her head when she has to like she's like, nope, don't bitch fuck with that's oh, it. Man. So yes. Yeah, for, for Merit, it's uh, a song by my favorite band of all times, Future Islands. It's called A Song for Our Grandfathers. And it's explicitly about trying to be better for the people who came before you and, and did so much more than you, right? Mm-hmm. And it is so inherently to Merit's character of he's both being forced into this idea of you have to be greater. But in his own warped way, he's he's realizing that there is a possibility of doing better than than the people who came before you. And that's important because we have to leave things better. And there's a great line in there that says, don't make them wait. Don't, don't make them wait for you to be great. And I think that's so inherent to what he's trying to accomplish. He's just someone who's trying to do the best he can and is weighted down by this enormous pressure. A beautiful song. Damn. For me, it's probably, uh, Aaron Pabst, Agent's Prognosis. What a plug. As you what should. a plug. In all, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, I probably ought to go with um, uh, Logic, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, uh, just because there's this part where it's like, and whether you're poor, you deal with your mm-hmm. own, or you're, you're filled with financial security, everyone deal with their own insecurity. Even the preacher was born with impurity, scared to go out even with my security. Uh, and I think that's probably, you know, I mean, just like th- there's like the strings going on in the background and just it's just like a wonderful piece of poetry that I think encapsulates kind of his his, uh, uh, you know, that, that just encapsulates Samo very nicely. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally Can't stuck. Everybody. I'm stuck between like three different songs. Pick one. Um, 
Okay. Improv. Oh, this is it. This is the one. You got to pick one. Stress. Okay. Roll a um, I like, I think we're going to go with uh, Laurie Anderson's Oh Superman. Uh, that song is trippy. Um, but it's, it actually is one of the best ways I've heard, like, summing up her entire experience, how she deals with information. Um, and I think what it sounds like in her brain a lot of the time, it, it would be that song. Yes. Uh, and Legs mine, like, oh man, mine's, mine's probably lost in yesterday by Tame Impala. Um, oh. because like so much of who Tuck is and what Tuck like values and what she's working towards comes from shit that happened 20, 30 years ago. And so it's like, it's, it's just kind of ingrained in her so heavily that she like she can't even get like I don't think I don't think if she tried she could separate herself from the shit that happened to who she is now like it's just so integral like ground into her that she's kind of still living in whatever happened back then even though she's trying to like move forward even even moving forward is pulling her back so it's like this like horrible loop cool answers and also it just like is also kind of what it sounds like in tuck's head just kind of like trippy and weird and mm. trying to keep it together cool jerry you gotta pick one too yeah. uh it, it it's a toss-up between the x-files theme and the theme for um true detective i think true detective theme song is super evocative and it just it distills in my head everything that i think of of like these depressed people who have seen crazy shit and and there's something allegorical and and otherworldly about it that, that's probably my like when i think of delta green i think of the true detective theme oh yeah okay nice. all right i have i have a couple more uh aaron if samuel uh would samuel have taken the reverb if Merritt hadn't uh contraband searched him Eventually, yeah. Okay, Probably will have delayed it by like a day, tops. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Got another way, at least. Aaron, I cannot tell you how much relief you have brought me like. Oh, I can breathe what, easy. Validation? Yes, I feel so validated. Yeah. Oh. But like in-game, it's your fault. <laughs> Trust me, I've gotten used to that. <laughs> Um, Zakia, in episode, was it two? I think it's in Real two. Uh, in episode two. Uh-oh. You're muted. Uh-oh. Oh, can't fuck. God damn it. No, we can oh, hear you. Oh, there. Oh, I think they were just talking uh, very... Was well, I, you're was back. I just we, yeah, I can yes. hear you. We can hear you. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> um, Zakia, in episode two, uh, at the very beginning, so we're, like, getting ready to go, like, fuck up the Stevensons. And someone asks, are you willing to, like, kill an innocent person? And, like, I, it might have been, someone says yes. I know I say no, and you say depends. What the fuck? <laughs> Talk about that shit, because I loved that. Uh, that's not, so, <laughs> on, on her job description with the program, it doesn't say, you know, the person that bodies others. But <laughs> if someone asked her to, she would. It's but like that's not why she's here. But if if someone if we pulled up to that house and they're like, Warp, it's your time, she would have been like, shit, it's my time, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I think it just caught well, me off guard because like I wasn't I was not expecting to hear you say that. 
And yeah. we were like, yeah, no. yeah, it depends. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with everything that happens at the septic tank. I had no idea that was coming out of warp with that. Like yeah, the, yeah. the dichotomy of those, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh -oh. there, there's okay. a lot left to explore about warp for sure. Oh man, I'm so excited. All right, this yes. is my last one. And then this will be our last question actually. Nice. Uh, for now. Sergio, <laughs> what were your expectations when we went to Bauman's cabin? Did you think we, did we like, did we do anything you thought we'd do or did you just shit hit the fan immediately? So that whole episode I thought was literally our best session because it just flowed from beginning to end so seamlessly. Uh, you guys, you know, looked at the things I needed you to look at at the right times. And and I love the way it all came together where you you go into the cabin and, you know, everybody's kind of looking at these different things. Uh, uh, Warp opens the cabin. It's like, that's weird, a sink that goes nowhere. And, you know, this evidence is kind of started building. And, and I, I just felt the tension starting to build. And then I... I it was going to go one of two, well, it could go many ways, but one way I thought was that you would just pour gas into the tank and you blow it up and you walk away. And, and, and I had mechanics for how much gas do they put? Because if they put too much gas, maybe it causes like an excessive explosion, but we didn't have that. Um, nope. I was not expecting Samael to jump in. I was certainly rolling with the punches there, but I loved that he didn't fight when she hugged because I knew that at some point they were going to be dragging him out. And when they do that, that's when she can get out uh, because that was Marlene's <laughs> intention. She wanted to get out and she was at first trying to be sympathetic or as empathetic as possible. She was really crying and, you know, trying to make you feel bad for her. And it didn't really work. It kind of worked, but not really, uh, not enough. And so she tried to kind of ramp it up and, and, use the fact that she knows things to uh, to get you to keep her to stay alive. And when that didn't work, then she was like, fuck this. I'm going to kill one of them and just and just try to get out of here. But um, um, I, I, I just thought it was a, a great episode from beginning to end. Your whole point mm -hmm. from the start, like balls to the wall, like we're going to fight a zombie, y'all. No, I, 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 I've, 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 I've certainly experienced surprise with you guys, but I, I don't experience the, oh shit, they're not doing what I want, because that's not how we've kind of set up the game. So I, I think I'm able to roll with the punches because of the way I kind of structure my notes and stuff like that. So it, it was a pleasure. Wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Um, All right. So that's that's the first episode of our debrief. We've got two more, which we will be releasing soon. We'll let everybody know when those come out. Um, but thanks for watching our first stream. We can't wait to be doing more of these. We've got other games planned and a whole bunch of other exciting stuff. So stay tuned. Next Friday, one that's shot. That's right. It's coming quickly. So uh, thank you. We will be answering any questions that you put in our, our chat tonight. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.